Let's talk about talk, it. Talk, talk, talk. Let's go deep. We all have something to share. No share with Dr. Dave. All right, let me go ahead and kick off. Um, hey, welcome to the, the insightful episode of Not Sure with Dr. Dave podcast. This is Dr. Dave Cornelius, your host. And today we're going to dive into this wonderful topic at the heart of effective leadership and team dynamics, win and lose as a team. In a world where collaboration is paramount, embracing this mindset can make all the difference in a team's success. And today, you know, we have the amazing Kemi Raji, you know, agile coach, um, trainer, um, jet setter. I, I could keep on and on if you want me to. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, and so I, I'm just gonna, Kemi, just like, let's do an elevator pitch so we can like, uh, get people to know more about who you are and all the amazing things that you're doing out there. Mm. All right. Thank you so much, Dr. Dave, for having me on your podcast. It's always nice to, uh, reconnect with you from time to time. I know we don't do it uh, very often, but then when we do, we, we kind of like pick up from where That's we right. stop. Um, my name is Kemi Raji, uh, and I'm based in uh, Toronto, Canada. For those who live in Canada, I am actually based in Brampton, uh, just uh, as one of the suburbs of um, uh, Toronto. And I'm an agile coach. Uh, I have been uh, within the community, uh, agile coaching and scrum mastering for the past 15 years now. And I've been stumbled upon it while doing project uh, management. Uh, I have three wonderful boys and I live in Brampton with my partner. That's so good. You know, it's, it's always good to connect with you always and, you know, share our common goals and some of our dreams that we have, you know, together. So I, I want to, let's just jump into the questions that I have. Um, and so let's start by sharing a personal experience or a pivotal moment that you made that made you truly embrace the philosophy of win and lose as a team? Mm, that, that's a, a great question. I, and I was just thinking about what does it mean to even be part of a team, right? And I've had an experience of uh, a team whereby when you win, uh, it is everybody but then when you lose, it's just one person that committed that uh, crime, right? And uh, I have been in a situation whereby one or two people want to kind of like guard what they're working on so that they're not, uh, so, so to say, they're not part of a team. I am a very good team player. And I'm not saying this to, to uh, because it's me. You're <laughs> or right. To, uh, <laughs> or to kind of like her, uh, boost my uh, ego or rub it. Uh, but I believe in uh, relationship. And when you believe in relationship, it's sort of like a uh, seeps into when you work with a team. So I like to collaborate. I like to share my ideas. And so when I do that and I work with in uh, that environment or uh, team, it means that when we are successful, even if it's one person, everybody's successful. Because it boosts the morale of the team. Uh, the leaders don't have to pick on one person that are, is shining, but it is a collective effort. And similarly, when we fail or we lose, it is the team, right? 
because we're looking at a team as a system and, and not just one person is the one that makes it. It, it would be another person's turn sometimes because we are all good in one aspect or the other. So when we look at the collective goodness of the team, it, it does help with the win and lose uh, kind of mindset rather than, oh, Kemi did it or Dr. Dave did that. No, I, I don't like to even uh, shine light on one person, but I still like to say, hey, with the help of Dr. Dave, we're able to do even better, right? So and that's the way I think a team should be behaving. I like it. But how has that shaped your leadership style, you know, with that type of thinking? Um, it helps me and my team to to work better. And I also use it in that leadership style in the sense that I don't take the, the credit uh, for things. Um, one, when you give people an opportunity to shine, they feel part of the team. When you give people an opportunity uh, to take action, they would go even more. So that's the kind of leadership I I want to uh, I, I do within the team, right? And I let my team know we lose together, we fail together, right? Even when I, I've been the one that I've done the work, I still credit some to my team. I need to learn from you so I can start singing, you know, one team, one dream. You know, I love the way you embody that. that. That's the way, that's the way to go. Uh, or else you would have people leaving your team. Don't they say that you are as good as your least team member? That's right. Right. That's right. So yeah. you want to bring everybody uh, up to where you are. Well, not necessarily in the, in the, uh, the same level of thinking or operating because that's not good as well. So when you, you bring people to the same level, uh, you'll be amazed at how much you will get done, right? But it takes some work in the initially. It does take a lot of effort, right? But uh, the, uh, everybody benefits. Yeah, and, and that leads right into our next question. You know, how do you operationalize the win and lose an, a, as a team ethos in your organization? So, you know, as a coach and a trainer, how do you bring in about those rituals, those practices, or even helping policies, you know, what we call working agreements, right? How do we bring those into um, the ethos of the organization or team? Yeah. Like I said, it, it takes a lot of work. Uh, some people will say, oh, create psychological safety. They said, no, psychological safety doesn't make people speak. Uh, but when you create a safe environment, right, that people are able to speak or not, right? Uh, because when you think of it, uh, creating psychological safety, uh, yeah, you might just say it. And I would not speak because I believe in small group of people to, and I, I kind of like look around and say, uh, all right, look at her. And I might not say something, but when you create a safe environment for people to speak uh, without any fear of consequences, then it does help. Uh, removing hierarchy, uh, I don't, I don't believe in a hierarchy. Yes, you have to sometimes pull ranks or pull authority, and then that that comes back to the type of leadership. And I believe in situational leadership style, right? 
Um, removing the hierarchy part of things. And I know well where I work, uh, the HR is taking a step back in, in things. So it is not about HR uh, imposing the way people work. It is more about the leader uh, trying to shape the way they want their team to behave. So basically you're modeling the behavior you want to see. So how do you do that? Ensuring that you are the one uh, shaping how you want your team to be. Uh, talking to whoever, have a sponsor perhaps, uh, some leader that you share the same values and the same belief would tend to help. You don't want to boil the ocean, like my uh, people leader would say. You don't want to boil the ocean. Start small. So start with your team, emulate what you want to see, and then start to talk to more people. And even your team members will start to share, oh, you know what? My team, we can do this, we can do that. And we have a boundary. So there is a remit, a remit about uh, alignment as well, that you can do this much. And if you were to do beyond this one, you kind of like have to speak to your manager about it, or you have to speak to your line of communication or your next line of communication. It is not an easy uh, task uh, uh, to do, but I think it's doable. And I think a lot of organizations should be moving towards uh, that kind of a, a leadership whereby you win, you lose uh, together. Yeah. And, and a very important aspect of that is trust dynamics. So when you think of trust as a cornerstone of win and lose as a team principle, you know, how do you cultivate trust within your team, especially when things are hard, right? You know, it's, it's always easy to have trust when things are easy. When, when you're having a tough time, you know, that's where you really uh, find out what people are made of or how you can oh, trust yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in any relationship, there has to be trust. When trust yeah. is gone, uh, the relationship is gone. So even within a team, um, but then another thing which I will add to what you said, Dr. Davies, when someone fails once, don't lose that trust. Because you're working as a team, find out what happened. Look at it as a learning curve. And as a team, how do we mitigate that in the future? So when something happens, don't lose trust just yet. Review the team, strategize, and then move forward. Obviously, when it's happened or the same thing happens several times, yeah, that, that trust is gone. Yes. I understand. I understand. So let's, let's get into celebration and reflection. So can you like share an example of a significant win and painful loss that you experienced? Ah, painful loss. Hmm. Um, Maybe I don't see it as loss. I see it as a learning uh, curve or uh, a lessons learned. Or when you talk about uh, Scrum, you, you talk about it as a retrospective. And what do we stop doing? What do we start doing? And what is it that we want to take away from it? And um, I, I think it would have to be uh, working some years ago with a team where uh, we were working on a project which um, nobody knew what they were doing. <laughs> <laughs> nobody knew what they were doing. We were trying to fix, uh, to put a a, a, a round peg, uh, a, a, a square peg in a round hole uh, kind of a thing. 
and we had this client building, uh, breathing down our our throats, and even the directors didn't know. Uh, but rather than for the leadership, which were uh, above mine, uh, to take ownership of stuff, they blame us who were operational, right? And the reason was because the fine for not meeting deadlines was 50000 a day. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. We were working for the government. Yeah. Uh, and the team or the teams in this sense, because we were building a huge product, a huge platform, and we had about seven teams, if I remember correctly. Um, and the teams were suggesting stuff, but they were not being listened to. They were not heard. And talk about psychological safety, you would think, oh, that's it. But no, we were not in a safe environment, right? At the end of it, we lost a lot of money. And the government, which was a client, wasn't happy. So we had to just go back and say, right, let's use what we were, uh, the legacy system, and then the team will build something within a short time of a uh, uh, shorter time frame, and then plug it into that legacy system. Guess what, Doctor Dave? It took the team three weeks, and we were up and running again. That is like, so beautiful. Uh, well, yes, but it was so stressful. We lost money. We lost good people because everyone was so stressed out. I left like. Four weeks after, and a lot of, not because of me or people followed me to where I was going, but a lot of people left almost immediately. So, yeah, and, it, and, and that's the impact of, you know, trust and, and team dynamics and, you know, celebrating and dealing with failure, right? Absolutely. So, I guess that we could say it's a win and a, a loss as well, almost at the same time, because people then justified what they were saying to the leaders that we can do this only if you listen to us. So they won their own case, but then we'll lose because a lot of people left. They yeah. were bought out. I understand that. So, you know, one of the things is that we miss out on sometimes is individuality within the team dynamics. So while focusing on the team, you know, individual strengths and uniqueness are crucial for team dynamics. That's Absolutely. really important. So how do you recognize and nurture unique talents and voices while maintaining that great cohesion of team spirit? Absolutely. I think it's very important to allow people to do what makes them happy. Obviously, mm -hmm. we, they get paid to come to work and do what the work entails. But having to feel listened to uh, or motivated, not just by uh, money because people go to work and they're, well, I need to pay my bills. What are the things, what else that makes people get out of bed in the money? Right. So trying to figure that out and letting people do a little bit of what makes them happy alongside what the work entails. I've worked in uh, organizations whereby uh, the leaders um, or the executives were all right, one day of the sprint, you do what you want. So we only have to do uh, 10 days of work, sorry, nine days of work, and one day it will be team, let's get together, you're doing what you like. 
So people look forward to it. And they were they are rewarded by that one day of being creative. And, and I'm not suggesting that they cannot be creative any other day, but that particular day, they're just doing something that they love uh, about uh, themselves. And they, they could even help uh, the organization to grow because they come up with new things that they haven't even thought about, or they come up with things that their competitors are already doing. So no. I think the, the executives are open to a learning culture uh, and it is not a top-down approach. People are, are being listened to from right from, I don't know, uh, the cleaners to whoever is at the top, they feel listened to. That does help. Hmm. But uh, you, you brought up something, uh, uh, you know, that walks into the next question and we're talking about learning and evolution right? You know, teams evolve and so do challenges. Uh, how do you ensure that the spirit of win and lose as a team remains intact during change or transformation? And how does this help with continuous learning? Um, I think uh, community of practice tends to help with that. Um, a lot of organizations do invest in it and some don't. Uh, when people share knowledge, it does help. Can you imagine I work with someone and I, I had to understand their culture? And for that culture, you got what you learn. You don't share it, which is very dumb, excuse my French, but how would you be working in a team and not share? But what then happened with this person was that they were encouraged to go to community of practice and they were observing and amazed at how people were sharing things that they've done, things that they've done that didn't go well, and they were still sharing things that they did that went well, right? And asking people to come to them if they have questions or if they want them to help them with whatever they were uh, doing within a team that wasn't working. So sharing those kinds of uh, practices does help. And so if we win, we win as a team, right? It is not one person because fear of uh, repercussions or fear of uh, retribution does prevent people from coming forward and learning and or even sharing half of the things that they've learned or not completing work, right? So a, a, an organization or even a leader. So let, let, let's not even go to the all of the organization now because sometimes it can be hard to penetrate. But a leader, a good leader, will incorporate group learning within their team and say, all right, let's take a topic and learn this. Or let's look at what happened last week. What did we learn from it? And, and what, what can we improve? So encouraging the people within the team to share their failures. And I know some people don't like that word failure, uh, but to share uh, the, what they're struggling with, right? And how within the team, chipping. Uh, so it is not a case of um, trying to, um, what's that word again? Uh, uh, trying to be disparaging to the other people within the team, but what is it that we can do together to help even that person? 
that that's very important, right? I mean, that's really important to, to be able to be in a learning space where, you know, you could help each other grow. And, and so one of the, the topic that I've been talking about now for last year or so is called generative leadership. Yeah. And, you know, it's the thing that I'm talking about and what, what I'm going to bring forward uh, more because I didn't create it. Someone else did. And I'm just expanding upon it. So, you know, generative leadership enables, you know, leaders to thrive and co-create spaces. Right. So in your view, how does the win and lose as a team philosophy intersect with the broader principles of, of generative leadership? That That's a question I've been thinking about today. Uh, and um, the generative leadership, which I, I read, and that's a brilliant uh, uh, book that you've put together. Um, and I'm still thinking about how we can use that and even embody it in organization. Uh, because when you're not sure of someone or like someone said to me when I was talking to them some weeks ago, when you have a sponsor within an organization, they look out for you. Uh, they push you to some opportunities that you're not even at that moment sure that you could do, but they see something in you that I know you could do this. I have seen you do something similar. So go for it. That does help. And when you take that back to the team and you see the good in your team, uh, you see the weaknesses because they are weaknesses as well. Uh, but you're focusing on, on the strengths and helping to build the weaknesses. It could be training, it could be coaching or even mentoring or handheld. That helps everybody or even that person that is lagging behind to be sure of themselves, uh, to know that you care about their uh, career and so much so you care about them succeeding within the team. However, like I said earlier, it is a it's sometimes a tough one. It sometimes takes work. It, it does, but still, but what would you say as a coach, you know, as a trainer, a mentor, a facilitator, all, all those wonderful things that fit uh, up, <laughs> <laughs> all those skills that you have, you know, what would you say to leaders still on the fence about fully embracing the philosophy of generative leadership and winning and losing as a team? I would say it's lonely up there. They need to bring more people to mm. the leadership level. And everybody is a leader. I mean, if you ask us Dhabi, there's always a, a leader in us. You don't need that title uh, to, to be a leader. Uh, I think they, they need to invest more uh, in people. Uh, they need to trust people as well. Uh, they need to trust and provide an environment where people, um, it is okay not to get it right the first time. Uh, it is okay uh, for you to try to experiment, 
experimental, when you create an experimenting environment, people know that, yeah, I, I would just uh, try this. And if it doesn't work, I'll try again. But at the same time, I'm involving people that understand that or have done this before into it so that uh, it's successful. So they're not just trying for the sake of it, but they're trying uh, to help the team move forward and invariably the organization move forward. So leaders uh, needs to embrace uh, this kind of leadership uh, for everybody uh, sake and for the sake of the organization. We, I mean, we see where the economy is going right now. If you're not able to pivot uh, as fast as you can, then you're left behind, right? Isn't that the truth? <laughs> That's so true. But uh, let me close and say, uh, you know, thank you for joining the this joining me for this episode of Now Share with Dr. Dave podcast. And I, I just want you to remember as generative leaders, you know, our journey is about nurturing a culture of collaboration, mutual support, and respect, and a shared accountability. Um, embrace the win and lose as a team mindset and watch it as it transform your team and the en entire organization. So, Kemi Raji. Kemi Raji. Yes. You're so, you're so awesome. Um you know, is there one thing that you would like to leave our listeners with, uh, you know, a, 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 a whisper of wisdom? How's that? I would say that you are a leader as well. Um, you will definitely get to where you want to go by engaging others. What is this adage again, the South African? And I could be wrong. If you want to go uh, fast. fast. You go alone. If you want to go farther, you go with people. Right? Yes, you go together. Yes. Yes. And, and that's what I'm going to believe in people with uh, uh, today because it does help when you have a good relationship. And good relationship is what makes you a good leader. Thank you for saying that. So until next time, keep leading generatively and empowering your teams to thrive. Kemi, you're awesome. Thank you so much. Let me stop recording. Thank you. Let's talk about talk, it. Talk, talk, talk. Let's go deep. We all have something to share. No, no share with Dr. Dave.